1: Couple of words we can't stand patience and waiting. We'll talk about those two next on Times of Refreshing. In our McDonald's Speed It Now society, we just cannot stand to wait, can we? It's a hard thing to do. Patience? Oh, who needs patience? I've got everything instant. It's a microwave era we live in. But God has rewards for those who wait on Him, who express patience, waiting. Welcome, this is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Today, Pastor Napoleon is in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 24 through 31. Let's catch up with him there for today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing.
2: Waiting is a power position, and oftentimes when we hear waiting, we think about waiting, we we don't see it as a position of strength. We don't see it as a position of power. And when it comes to walking with God, we have to learn the value of waiting on him. Because something happens in us as we wait, and something happens for us as we wait. And it's a shame that how hasty we can be. How we can be moved by our emotions. We can be moved, uh, be moved by our, our, our fears. We can be moved by our own self-ambition. We can be moved by um, you know pride. Uh, all these things can move us, and we have to learn the value of just waiting on the Lord and, and get out of trying to make things happen instead of allowing things to happen as you, as you ask God to order your steps. And so it's important for us that we, we understand this. Uh, in this passage of Scripture, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 27 on down to 31, the Lord is in the midst of comforting his people, giving, him in, giving them insight into his purposes. And in the midst of this, he says in verse 27, Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over By my God and sometimes this is what happens we're going through life stuff happens and we will question God why why is my God knows he needs to defend me in this. Where is he at? What's going on? Hurry up Lord. He says why do you say this? He says in verse 28 have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. And so it's it's important for us to understand that God is not slack concerning his promises towards you. And that if he's asking us to wait or he's tearing or delaying, if this is going on, there's a purpose or reason behind it. And his understanding is far beyond our understanding. And often we have, to, we have to wait. And then when we look back, we say, oh, now I see why God didn't give me what I wanted when I wanted it. He allowed me to go through this process. And he says here, he says in verse 29, he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. He says, even the youths shall faint and be be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew. Somebody say renew. renew. It's a power position. So as I'm waiting on the Lord, he's renewing my strength. He says, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not what? This Hebrew word wait, it means to look for. But this word also means to hope for. So when I'm in this position of waiting... My responsibility is to look for, because waiting involves looking for, but not just looking for, it also means to hope for. So there's a favorable, confident expectation. So my expectation is right as I'm looking for the Lord in this situation. So this Hebrew word, it means to look for. Lord, where are you at? I got to wait for your finger. You will hear me say this. We have to follow the finger of God. Follow the finger of God. Because I'm looking for his finger, his hand in something so that I follow him. I don't want to be moved by my emotions. I don't want to be moved by my fears, my insecurities, my doubts, my unbelief, my pride, my anguish, my hastiness, my desire. I want to be led by the Spirit of God. So I got to look for him. I got to see God going before me. Jesus always did those things that he saw his father doing. Oh, I see God. My my father's in this. I can see him in this. This is God. And for us, it's important that we we look for God. But then as we're looking for God, this Hebrew word means to hope, to hope for. So now my, my expectation, my confidence is there as I'm in this position of waiting. I'm not waiting being a grumbler. I'm not waiting, you know, trying to pressure the Lord. I'm not waiting with all these other fancy ideas. I'm I'm hoping for God. I have a favorable, confident expectation. God's going to come through. We just got to wait on him. You know, and if he gives us instruction to do this or gives us instruction to do that, we have to learn how how to respond as God has given us and then maintain our hope. And for us it's important because this word also in the Hebrew. Now watch this y'all, it it also means twisting or winding a strand or cord of cord or rope. Twisting or winding a strand of cord or rope. And so as I'm waiting on God, the thing that I want to do is start to begin to bind myself around God's will, his purposes, and him. I want us to be joined together. I want us to be bound together, to be wound together. I want us to be linked together. So that means I have to be willing to give up my will as I'm waiting on the Lord. And as I'm yielding to him, we're being joined together and we're creating something that is strong. And so it's important for us to see that. that my, uh, As I'm waiting, I'm also binding and twisting and twirling myself around God and I'm getting closer to him. And instead of being drawn away, I'm being drawn to. But waiting is a proving ground. Waiting is a moment of Testing. Waiting is an opportunity also for us to prove our allegiance to God. Do we trust him or do we trust our own means and our own power? Well, I want to I twist myself around God, his purposes, and him so that it's clear that I have surrendered myself to his will. I'm looking for, I'm waiting for, I'm getting joined together with him to achieve a purpose, the purpose that God has for my life. In the midst of this, he says in verse, in verse 30, but those who wait on the Lord, it says, shall renew their strength. Then he says they shall mount up with wings like eagles. The eagles, they have the ability to fly above the clouds and the storms. And God wants us to ascend to that high place. But then it's also from that place, God gives you the proper perspective. So that you're able to see things from a different vantage point. When you wait on the Lord, he begins to lift you up so that your vision isn't just earthly. Now you begin to see it from a different perspective. This is what waiting does. This is what waiting is about. Imagine how God himself waited for the proper time, the opportune time, the kairos time to bring forth the Lord Jesus. Jesus. Into the earth through all the, the centuries of filth and perversion and mankind just destroying stuff. But yet the Lord was willing to wait for the moment of the Kairos moment. This is the moment where, son, you have to go down and save humanity. Now's the time. Well, his patience is amazing to me and we have to learn how to tap into that. So a lot of times when we're waiting, we see things differently than God sees them. But God wants us as we're waiting, he wants to give us the strength to ascend to a higher place just like the eagle does. And has a different and he has a different perspective than those that are at a lower place. And so he wants us to mount up. He says here, on wings with wings like eagles. He says they shall run and not be weary. It's amazing when you wait on the Lord and he renews their strength. He causes you to mount up. But then he also causes you to run differently than others. Why? Your perspective is different. God has renewed your strength. There's power. That's the reward. Now God gives me strength and the ability to go further than I thought I could ever go. He says they, get, they begin to run and not go weary. And so for us, it's important that we understand this is a part of the reward. That as I wait on the Lord, He begins to strengthen me. He causes me to go further than I ever thought I could go. And I have to embrace that in life. And it becomes a part of your life. It's, it's, it's hard trying to make things happen. It's hard trying to make it happen and then sustain it after you made it happen.
1: Mm, 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 mm. Mm, 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 mm.
2: It's hard to keep it going because you only have so much strength in you. You only have so much ability in you. But when you tap into the, the grace that God gives you to sustain you for the long term, that is when you really start to enjoy what you do have. Because God causes you to run. He says and not become weary. And then he says here... They shall walk and not faint. People are fainting all around us. People have had enough with life. People have said, I'm tired. I can't do it anymore. People are giving up on marriages, giving up on jobs, giving up on life, giving up on family, giving up on business, giving up. They just quit. I'm just tired. I can't. I don't want to do it. But they don't realize it's because you're just doing it in your own strength. You won't wait on the Lord. You made this business happen. God never told you to do it. And then now you're trying to sustain it. And now you're walking through life and you're you're fainting. You're just done. You're just quit. I can't do it. And what happens is God, God wants to reward us by waiting on him. He wants to cause us to walk and not faint. This is part of a reward that we get when we start to walk with God and we wait on him. We look for Him, we hope for Him, and then we we bind ourselves to Him and His perfect will for our lives. Can I have an amen? Let's go to Psalms chapter 25, and let's look at this. This is also good. These are more rewards for waiting on the Lord. Psalm 25. Psalm 25 verse 1. Look at this. The Psalm of David. He says, To you, O Lord... I lift up my soul. Oh my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who waits on you, he says, be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without cause. He says here in verse 4, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. He says, "Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation on you." He says, "I wait all the day." David's David in all of his great exploits, all of the things we see we read David, we read about David. We read about Goliath and the lion and the bear and the, and the fighting with Saul. And, and we see him just taking over nations and getting into battles. And the Amalekites and the Perizzites and the Jebusites and, the, and all the other ites were after him. And him fighting giants and, and being such a warrior. But the thing that was so beautiful was the fact that David, he made it a part of his lifestyle. To wait on the Lord and to inquire of the Lord. He had many victories because he was willing to pause and say, I'm not going in here unless God goes with me. I'm not getting involved in this unless God goes with me. We know that David, he had problems and he he made some mistakes. But even when David made a mistake, when David failed God. He was, he was one that was willing, when confronted with his failure, he always had a heart to repent, to say, God, I was wrong, and then make it right, and then accept God's judgment in his life. But God would lift him up, and he continued continue to use him. It's amazing how, how he had this relationship with God, but it was, his, it, was, it was a part of his lifestyle to wait on God, to inquire of the Lord. And in the midst of this, he says in verse five, lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation on you. I wait all he says the day. Some people can't even wait five minutes. (laughs) They, they, they they, They can't wait. They can't wait two days. But his heart was, I wait on you all the day. This was a part of his lifestyle and it's what we have to get back to as saints we got to stop rushing through life and we have to wait on God to order our steps but I don't want to make a step and then you not be there can I have an amen y'all I don't want that job if you're not going to be there with me on that job I don't want that wife if that's not the way if you're not going to be in my marriage I don't want that husband if you're not going to be, I don't want, we, we don't have that mindset and it's hurting us saints. It's hurting the people of God. It's hurting society because people refuse just to pause and wait and pray and seek God and rest and say God you're going to come through I have hope I believe you to do it I'm just going to sit here I'm not moving I know what it looks like I'm not can I have an amen y'all I know what it looks like and I know what this feels like it doesn't feel comfortable Moses to be sitting there and the Egyptians are running after you and you're sitting here looking at the Red Sea wondering how you're going to make this happen but yet God told you to go this way and then all of a sudden you're looking here and we don't got anywhere to go and and then all of a sudden here they come and we and moses is probably thinking, we're gonna die and all these people are gonna die and what's gonna happen and then god just tells him to lift up his rod and bam can i have an amen have any of you ever had any bam moments in your life when you say god just when I needed him, boom, he just came through. Whoo, don't make me start running through here because I got so many of them stories. Boom, bam, crash, bam, like them old cartoons, you know what I mean? God just comes through, but you have to wait. Look at your neighbor and tell him you got to wait on him. He said he waited all the day. It was his lifestyle to wait. And it it is what caused him to soar. It was what caused to strengthen him. And it caused David to have such an excellent legacy. When you mention King David, it's just a blessing on his name because, because of his relationship with God and his willingness to wait on God. Can I have an amen? Let's go to Psalm 27. Let's look at this. Psalm 27, verse 13, verses 13 and 14. Another Psalm of David. Psalm 27, verse 13, on down to 14. It says here, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Understand, saints, that that there's goodness in the land for you. Some of you saying, "Well, I've only had bad." But just keep living and start to wait on God and there's goodness in the land of the living for you. He said, "I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living." Look what he says in verse 14, y'all. He says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And sometimes it takes courage to wait on the Lord. (laughs) Sometimes it's a display of your courage to stand right there without moving, without budging and saying, I'm not moving anywhere. And everybody's asking you, what's going to happen? How are we going to do this? What's going to, are we going to make it? We're not going to make it. I don't know. And you're standing there and saying, no, we are going to make it. And there's, that's a display of courage. And sometimes it, 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 you have to have courage to wait on the Lord. Because, now watch this, y'all, because people are panicky. But well, what are we going to do? We're not going to make it. We can't pay these bills. And then I don't know what's happening. You see? And see? Can I preach it this morning? You know I'm telling the truth. Some people, you have peace until you get around them. I was fine until we started eating lunch. But that's what happens. People, people try to project their fear off on you. Can I have an amen, y'all? This is exactly what people do. we got to break out of this and understand that God wants us to be in a position. He wants us to experience wait. He's experienced uh, the, the, the blessing of waiting. He says, but wait on the Lord and be of good courage. God told Joshua, be strong and of good courage. And it takes that sometimes when you're running your business, when you're trying to take care of your family, when you're raising your kids, when you're dealing with life. Life is not going to take, life is not going to cry for us. We have to be courageous. And especially as a Christian, you have to be courageous. Because now the devil, he's on an all-out assault to try to stop you from being anything for God. So he's going to put his pressure on us demonically just life in general and so there has to be a courage that wells up within us that causes us to have a little fight back in us can i have an amen to wait on the lord we're gonna wait and i'm not gonna be moved i'm gonna stay right here i'm not going the bible says resist the devil and he'll flee from you i'm not moving you're gonna have to move devil And so for us, it's a a mindset that we want to be, we want to develop. But David, because of his relationship with God, he constantly was in this mode. He says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your what? He will strengthen your what? So now God is going to strengthen the inside of us. He's going to strengthen our heart, our innermost being, the seat of our affections and emotions and desire. God comes in and he strengthens us within. This is a reward for waiting on God. That he he strengthens my heart. He says, wait, I say, on the Lord. He strengthens my heart. He makes me strong within. Jesus is on the boat and the winds are beating against the boat. Jesus is sleeping. His disciples are panicking. He has a rest within him, a strength within him, a courage within him. He had his desire to please his father. He is looking for his father. He's hoping for his father. He's bound to his will, and they're they're intertwined together to achieve a certain goal. And Jesus is not moved by the wind. Pastor Kaufman, they're, they're laying people off. Stand and wait on the Lord. And if God does allow you to be fired, he's just going to open another door for you to be hired. Can I have an amen? Just wait on the Lord. Just wait on the Lord. Don't panic. Don't manipulate the situation. Don't go into fix-it mode. Don't listen to people that love you a lot but aren't in tune with God, and so they're trying to get you to do something that's going to compromise your character before... Can I have an amen? Don't do it. Don't do it. Hold on to your character. And then what happens is, God, he begins to strengthen your heart. He makes you, he gets you to a, a, a good place. It's nothing like being around people that have experienced adversity, but yet you see a consistency of character and a willingness to hold on to God. It encourages you, and it's really what people are looking for. Is your Christianity authentic? Is it real?
1: Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of the Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net.